Hey everybody, welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. It is Wednesday, December twentieth. I, I never know what day. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's right. That's right. Yeah, I got it. I got it right for once. It's the holidays. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Christmas. So the days don't matter. And this is Josh and, and Eric. He's here with us today. Hi. We uh, started late. I told him we were just gonna we were just gonna record blank airspace and then have you run in in a panic, panting yeah. and huffing. Yeah, there was a bit of running in the last block or so, but uh, we pulled it off. <laughs> shoving, I pulled it off, I guess. Shoving old ladies out of the way, yelling <laughs> podcast emergency. Yeah, it's not my finest hour, but I made it in less than an hour, so that's all that matters. We'll be chatting about a handful of movies we have from the twenty second to the twenty eighth. I think it's the first time in seemingly a year that we've had a four grid calendar i thought we were just gonna get two schedules yeah but it makes sense we got like most of january i guess because lee can't book films over the holidays yeah just the way it's booked is it's like where christmas fell where new year's fell all the distributors gonna be on vacation so it's a real rarity where if you look at our website right now there's a ton of movies on there where usually people ask and i always say oh we program every monday for the following friday to thursday but now we're locked down. So if any of these movies flop, we're screwed. Then we're just stuck with them. <laughs> yeah. And in the past weeks and months leading up to this, a lot of it due to rentals and special events, little one-off movies, like when we have Die Hard or stuff like that. It's been a six-movie grid. Plus, at the top, we'll have like a little like special events. And shoved in there will be, you know, The Room, Saturday Morning Cartoons, Rocky Horror. Like, it's just been so busy lately. So, yeah, slowing down a bit now. Plus, this is the schedule that has... Sunday, Monday blank because of Christmas Eve and Christmas. Uh, yes, we will be closed on Christmas Eve day and New Year's Eve, so don't come. Don't yeah. come. <laughs> come and hang look, out. Yeah, you can look at the marquee, I guess, but yeah. that's, that'll last you a minute or so. Sometimes people are so fast, so quick on the draw of mistakes we make. And our website, just for a second, and I'm sure it was just Andrew was just, you know, typing in all the stuff, or Lee was typing in the stuff, and it said 345 Christmas Day Ladybird. That was probably me because I think in having to normally I just schedule like fill in the schedule on our website, you know, just once a week. Right, yeah, yeah. But since I was doing four weeks all at once, it was just It was too much. It was too much. You're like downing booze, panicking. Yeah. Drinking drinking Pepto Bismol and and (laughs) vodka. But I think you made the mistake and it was probably up for eight seconds. And then one of our loyal patrons Facebooked me and was yeah, like... Yeah, he, he Facebooked me too. And he's like, oh, I think you made a mistake. You're open Christmas? I was like, we're not open Christmas. Yeah. It turned out it's not going to be great that day, but still. And if we were open Christmas, why would we only be open for one show at 345? Of Lady Bird, of all things. Like, maybe like Die Hard again? Yeah, yeah. Even then, though. Die Hard, speaking of, was great the other night. Monday night, a few days ago, as we record this. It was packed. Oh, it, God, packed. It must have been 300 people. And as often happens... It's not. It's no one's fault. It's not our lovely patrons' fault. Is that you know the movie is at six thirty, and at six ten, six fifteen, you're like, oh, it's a good crowd. It's like fifty people. Yeah. And then two hundred fifty people show up yeah. at six twenty-five. Yeah, Saturday morning cartoon style. Oh, it was, yeah, it was the exact same thing. So I hopped in the box office. Anna hopped in to help with candy bar, and it was just a madhouse. We started a little bit late. It worked fine. I went up because I, I wanted to do a little introduction, just to let people know that that this is not official, this could be fake news, but very likely that could have been our last diehard Christmas yeah. because of this whole Disney thing. I think I heard a couple people gasp. Like, a couple <laughs> people were shocked. Still not official, no kind of press releases come out from Disney saying that we are going to lock down all the Fox movies, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident they'll lock down all the Fox movies. Yeah, I, I, if it's Disney, I would expect the worst. 
I was even hoping, like, at least Rocky Horror, they might at least see, because the whole point of that is, like, majors, or not major, but screenings oh, of yeah. it, you know, all the time, and it's, I get the Disney, you know, their, their thing, but it just, you'd, you'd think, be like, give us one, like, at least one. Yeah, and to my knowledge, there's no exception. There's a few weird loopholes, just because I think contracts that existed before they bought properties, mm. like, we screened, what did we screen? Muppets, the Muppets, like, it? the first yeah, the Muppets, first Muppets yeah. but we can't screen... You know, Muppet Treasure Island, Muppet Christmas Carol, all those are under the banner. And within a few years, they'll eat those up too. They'll find a way. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. There's kind of pre existing contracts with a few things, but even people assume it's all kids' stuff, but it's not because, Andrew, you might know this because you're a Quentin fan, but. A couple of his movies are under the banner too, right? Like, like we can't screen. I think Jackie Brown or Pulp K-Bop. Fiction and Jackie Brown are Disney, but that's in the states. Okay, I think Pulp Fiction is E one here in Canada. So yeah, there's still a few loopholes. So maybe there'll be a few loopholes. I still. think. Yeah, I think Lee would would know for sure. But yeah. but I remember asking, and this is years ago, back when we still kind of did a little bit more of the monthly festival like we have like a Hitchcock fest or or a Ray Harryhausen fest I asked about doing a Wes Anderson and Lee said the problem is Rushmore and Bottle Rocket and a bunch of his movies they're all under Touchstone so that's Disney so even movies that aren't you know Snow White or Sleeping Beauty they shove all those in the vault too for some reason yeah Yeah. (laughs) just seems like every week there's a new one where you're like oh by the way that's Disney now we're like no not that too and poor Sam who's our the leader of our absent friend Shadowcast I, I didn't mean to break his heart and ruin his Christmas but I, I kind of said I didn't think and I didn't think of it I was so excited about the prospect of Wolverine fighting the Hulk yeah yeah you went full comic <laughs> geek mode yeah. you're just like think of nothing else and it, it was on a Facebook diehard post and King from the Fantasia Fest our friend at Fantasia he popped up and he said this might be the last one and as soon as I read that it snapped in my brain <laughs> and I just thought of holy cow like not that we play Despite our reputation, we don't play a ton of repertory stuff, mm-hmm. but there's certain things. Like, if we can't play Die Hard ever again, that's going to be yeah. horrible. Oh, man. Especially, like, yeah, because that turnout, that was, and that was like the day after our Christmas party, of course. And yeah. So it was already kind of <laughs> like, yeah, I hope it's a slow day today. I was like, oh, no, Die Hard. <laughs> right. Okay. But it was, everyone had a, such a good time, and it's just, I couldn't imagine that being the last time, you know? Yeah, and people clapped every time one of the characters oh, came yeah. on screen and cheered at the end, and somebody yelled Merry Christmas, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll let everyone know. But yeah, did maybe. Not, did they buy It's a Wonderful Life? They don't have that yet, do they? No, I forget I who owns so. that. Yeah. I think that might be Paramount. But okay. what is Fox? Fox is. There's some interesting things in there, but Fox is Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. Buffy. Oh, jeez, I didn't think of them. And then. Uh, aliens. Aliens. That's oh, the yeah. thing, too. We screen Alien every once in a while, so that, that might be. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, who knows Beyond what's the Valley of the Dolls. Yeah, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. I like yeah. what you mentioned that because there's always like some obscure thing you don't think about yeah. until someone says it and you're like, oh, no, come on. That's See, now a Disney. I kind of nerd hope I would be okay with J.J. Abrams directing a nostalgic 30 years later Ripley movie. Yeah, or, <laughs> like, or even like the Neil Blomkamp one would have been cool. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. God knows if that'll ever happen now, but it's just. And, it, and it, it's not gonna it's not gonna be like a hammer falling like today they said within the next year so like paperwork and stuff I guess in 2018 Fox will still release what will be their last X-Men movie Deadpool 2 and something else but yeah they, so they, they've still got a couple of Marvel like, brand movies yeah and then after that it'll I'm assuming a hard reboot I don't think we're gonna get like this will be new actors again yeah. and everything and, and finally a good Fantastic Four movie 
We I hope see I keep saying that every time they put one out, but I'm yeah. like, hey, this time though, this will be the one. Like Silver Surfer had moments, but I didn't I, see any of those. You're lucky. Yeah, you didn't miss the Bizarrely, <laughs> and this sounds like a joke, but the best one is the Roger Corman one. Yeah. In a weird way. Like, Which you, never got released. Yeah. Yeah. In I fact, I think apparently they only made that film to um some weird loophole. Just it was something. It, it was something to keep the rights. Yeah. In order for them to to have the rights, they had to make something. Yeah. Anything. So they made something. <laughs> like yeah. Five hundred dollars. You know. Production. Apparently, they. You know, the casts and crew. I guess didn't know this, but I think Roger Corman made the film. You know, not intending to ever yeah, release. Just it. Yeah. Just it forever. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. But it's photo- it's out there on YouTube and. There's some photos you see of the actress playing Sue Storm, who looks fine in the part, and I saw it a long time ago, so it's kind of a blur. But you can see kind of the sewing lines around the four. <laughs> oh, and man. I'm sure the actors are like, can we fix this? Yeah. Like, nah, that's okay. Is this you know? too low budget? I mean, I know. look, Mr. Corman, I know <laughs> yeah. you know what you're doing, but... Uh... I don't know how I saw it, because I think I saw it before internet yeah, land. Well, there was definitely like a VHS boot of it, some like out there. I didn't get that. I, I might mean, have seen it... Somewhere. Through like Elgin Street Video or something. Oh, I can see that. They might have had a couple of weird bootlegs mm-hmm, like that yeah. on their shelves. Mm-hmm. Or even like Invisible Cinema. Like, you know, there was guys yeah, who liked yeah. people who know people, you know, like. It's so funny. I always remember, and this day is kind of gone because of the internet, but I went to a Comic-Con in Toronto. God, it might be pushing 20 years ago. And there was a guy who had a table with all VHS bootlegs. And it was kind of mainstream stuff like Incredible Hulk and Wonder Woman. But then it was stuff like Star Wars Christmas Special and, and stuff like that. It was like Saturday he was there, Sunday we came back, and his tables were gone. And I asked somebody, and they were like, oh my god, yeah, he was dragged away in handcuffs. Ooh. So the cops came oh, man. and were like, you're bootlegging, you're breaking copyright laws. Mm-hmm. And he was handcuffed and brought out and all of his stuff taken. I, yeah. I was like, wow, so that I guess that does happen every once well, in a while. Well, they gotta do it at least once, I guess. Like, just yeah. to put on a show, but... In front of all the other wow. nerds, like, yeah. see, see? <laughs> it's like slowly puts back the VHS you had in your hand. Yeah. But I remember watching early, early when I met and started to become friends with Lee, there was a screening of Star Wars Christmas special and Lee was hosting it. Oh, uh, like Zaphods yeah. or something? Yeah. And that was the first time I saw it because again, it was before the eight. Now I'm sure you could type it into YouTube and it's Yeah, there. I think. And that, yeah. I don't know how hardcore Disney or Lucasfilm is at, I don't know if they just kind of sighed and been like, oh, fine. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Just go watch it and leave us alone. Yeah, I can't see that. I mean, maybe it'll come out someday when they run out of stuff to charge people for, but, well, like, I just don't know. The copy that Lee has, I don't know. Well, I always forget that VHS was out earlier than I thought. Like, VHS was out early 70s, but just everyone didn't have it until late 70s or early 80s. Mm-hmm. But Lee's copy has the commercials and, like, the news bumpers in it and stuff, so it's, mm-hmm. like, it's an actual from TV well, copy. Like, 77 or, or 78? 77, 78, yeah. Yeah. So it has, like, the coming up next at 11. Like, it has all oh, that man. in it. So it's even more kind of fun to watch. But, yeah. But it's painful. And when you imagine oh. that it was made in a world where Star Wars was some movie coming out and they wanted to do a TV special and they were like, okay. And yeah. It's bizarre. Like, yeah. It's, it's, wasn't there, like, a Donnie and Marie thing, too? Oh, yeah. There yeah. was some sort of Star um, Wars half-hour thing that they did? I get them mixed up because there's a couple of weird things, but Chris Christopherson sang a song. And it might have been on, like, the Donnie Marie Christmas Donnie, special. Donnie, yeah. I can't Donnie even say Marie. that. Like, my, 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 you're my, they're just had, one person. Yeah, pretty a, much. I had a stroke. <laughs> Donnie and Marie. still upset about the Disney merger. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> and it, I remember it's Chris Christopherson in a Han Solo vest. Oh, yeah. And then Marie maybe is Leia. 
and R2 comes out and it looks like a legit R2 and he does a little like R2 rap or even, something. Even he's embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the 70s were weird for stuff like that, it's, you know. Yeah. It's not great. Like I mean the Boba Fett cartoon is the best part, but like that's like yeah. saying you know not all that much cuz it's not great, but Yeah. The Chewbacca stuff with his family is just too Pretty much. Painful. Like I, I can't get past the first ten minutes without fast forwarding. Oh, it's funny, and like, and not like, not like this, but it, it's very interesting. Every once in a while, when fans turn, and I was just thinking about it today because I was watching Jimmy Kimmel Live with the Star Wars guys on it, and there was a commercial for they put the Frozen short just on TV. It was in front of Coco. Oh yeah, I heard about that. And people lost their minds. Yeah. Because I went to see Star Wars, two and a half hour movie. It was three hours with all the yeah. stuff. Here at the Mayfair, we show really no more than three trailers. And as we speak right now, have have a 30 second NAC ad. Yeah. So that's it mm. for the pre-show stuff. Like at most, it's like eight minutes, something like that. In front of Coco, the new Disney cartoon, there was a 25 minute Olaf short, plus a bunch of trailers, plus a bunch of Coke and car ads. Yeah. So parents were, were like... I went to watch a movie with my kids, and 45, 50 minutes later, for real, the movie started. Yeah. And it threw off our whole day, and the kids were freaking out. So Disney just pulled it. And that's pretty rare for Disney to be like, oh, sorry. Yeah, and I heard it wasn't great also. I don't know if that's true, but a lot of people were kind of like, this isn't even very good. Like, we wouldn't mind 20 minutes yeah. of free cartoon if it was great. Well, but... and historically, a short is five to seven minutes. Yeah. And I heard two things happened. One... Pixar didn't have another short. They were busy doing other things. And two, they just wanted some excuse to put Olaf back in kids' brains and sell some stuffed animals. <laughs> nice. And that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got me on that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now I'm curious to watch it just to see, like, what it is. We'll get Coco eventually, but I guess we won't get that short in front of it now. Coco's but supposed to be good. I really want to see Coco. I'm sure we'll get it. Did, with rare exception, we really do get most of that Disney stuff. You just have to get it when you can get it, and that's it. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll probably get it, you know, in a month or something like that. Speaking of, we could chat a bit about stuff we have coming up. So oh, yeah. our short week starting December 22nd, uh, right before Christmas break, we have the Ottawa premiere of Last Flag Flying. Nice. The new Richard Linklater yeah. film. Seems neat. I just found out today that it's like essentially a sequel to The Last Detail. Uh, 1973 like it's unofficially like uh, the book uh, the author Daryl Ponixan or Ponixan yeah Um, I'm I'm sorry hey that was still pretty great (laughs) yeah yeah he wrote the last detail of the book and I think he might have written the screenplay or was involved in the screenplay yeah and then he wrote a sequel to a book sequel to Mm. to that called uh, Last Flag Flying so this which has the original characters from the last detail in it but the movie is an adaptation where they're not really playing the same yeah. characters. Yeah. Well, and plus, like, they change the ending of the book, apparently, <coughs> in the movie. Like, a character dies, you okay. know, uh, but not in the movie. But then that character's in the sequel, which he wrote. So that was kind of getting confusing. I was like, so did you just accept that? that and I, I think they were going to make Last Flight Flying with Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. Like, at the time? Kind of and Randy or, Quaid. Or, yeah. But Jack Nicholson wanted to do the bucket list. Uh, <laughs> so they, I think they figured out a way to adapt the book where they changed the characters' names. But mm-hmm. they're still kind of playing the same characters. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Randy Quaid must have been pissed. <laughs> Randy Quaid must have it been was, like, oh. It was fun like reading about that today. I was like, oh, maybe I should actually do a bit of research before this movie, before this podcast. And I was like, yeah. wow. Like, it, there was a lot of turmoil making The Last Detail, which I hadn't even like heard That's of. That's interesting. And it's a good cast. So was Brian Cranston Jack Nicholson? 
I think Brian Cranston is essentially Jack Nicholson. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because Corral, I, I couldn't see Corral being Nicholson. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if I want Corral is Randy Quaid, I guess. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne is playing the role that Otis Young played in The Last Detail. And the crazy thing about that was he was cast to replace a guy who was originally cast and then got cancer before they started shooting. So he dropped out to mm. not be wow. having cancer while shooting. And I was like, I've never even heard of that. I was like reading all this stuff. I was like, I should watch the last. It's been a I've, years. I've only seen it once, but I, yeah. I should watch it again before yeah. seeing this. Apparently there's a ton of F-bombs, so I guess <laughs> that's, mm. that's, that's... Which wasn't common in 1973. No, it had like the most F-bombs of the, at that yeah. time. Which is so... These are all weird. I'm really glad I looked this up. Like, that I sound like a genius about a movie yeah. I've never seen, but still. <laughs> that would have given it like an X rating at the time, I'm sure. Probably. Because <laughs> I think originally, something like in the script, in the first 10 minutes, there was like 143 F-bombs and yeah. they made them like cut it down. I think the final film's like 73 or in the whole movie or something like that. Yeah. Which is still crazy, but yeah. like weird to think about in 73. Do you think Richard Linklater is doing Manhood? Is he sneaking in another secret movie over the next 15 um, years? I don't think I don't he know. is. I think it was so hard. I think he was like, yes. no. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't see him doing that again because it was... I'm going to go make regular yeah. movies now. Yeah, you're like, please don't die, Ethan Hawke or, or Boy. I yeah, see him yeah. doing another, he'll probably do another uh, Sunrise film. Oh, my God. Julie Delpy, Ethan Hawke. I like those. The third one, the, the yeah. most recent one, which I think was Oscar nominated for script, I think. I found it so stressful to watch because it was so real. This lovely couple who you like, both of them, are having these like angry arguments, and I just felt like yeah, because the first two are about them kind of falling in love, and then the, yeah. the third one is them. They've been married and they've had kids, and now it's oh, like so it's, it's not like, fun anymore. The honeymoon's over. Yes. It, it, it felt like if you're at like a, a Christmas party and saw that, you'd just be like, okay, well, we're yeah. gonna go. I'll I'll see. It was so uncomfortable, but well done. Yeah. But so I hope that if they do the fourth, I'm like, can we all be friends now? Can we all get along again? It would be interesting with Linklater, too, because you never really know with his writing. Like, I mean, yeah. it very well could be happy or it could be a mix mix of both. Jeez, mix of both. Mm. Donnie and Marie. Yeah. Could be like, a Western. <laughs> could, could be science fiction. Man, I'd be down for all those. It, it, it could be like Gattaca too somehow, but yeah, with her. Yeah. Yeah. Gattaca's a good movie. Yeah, that is good. They should That's not it. Richard Linklater, though. No, 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 but Ethan Hawke. I've just gone off on a tangent now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, Last Flag Flying is an Ottawa premiere. Starts on Friday. Mm-hmm. We have The Return of Lady Bird. Very good film. Yeah, oh. Triumphant Return. Lady Bird's so good. And I, I've said this before out here, but sometimes when you're writing things for Twitter or something, you got to kind of cheat and do the old, like, it was great, dot, dot, dot. A triumph, yes. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> You go into Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, and it's just five out of fives for the first, yeah. like, 50 critics. And then you find a bunch that are four out of fives. Yeah, and then and there's, there's that like, one guy that's, like, one out of five. <laughs> that one guy who ruined the 99%. Yeah. When, when do Oscar nominations come out? Is that... I'm guessing January. They're in February, right? Yeah, yeah. The Golden Globes are out now, so the wheels are in motion for that. A lot of times the Golden Globes don't mean anything, really, for the Oscars, because... There have been numerous times of late where Michael Keaton won for Birdman or mm-hmm. Jim Carrey won for Man in the Moon and then not only didn't win, but maybe didn't even get yeah, nominated. No. So so they're, they're different animals, those two award shows. But I think Lady Bird has a really good shot at a, a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, especially for the, the two actresses, for script, for best picture. So we'll see. And that, and that is coming back for multiple weeks coming yeah. up as well. Then we have matinees of The Breadwinner. Which is by the the team that did Kells, Secret of the Kells, Secret of mm. Kells. It's a cool company name too. I already forgot what it was, but it's a it's they they make some beautiful animation. And I missed this a couple months ago at the Ottawa Film Festival, 
I could have gone to see it for free. Oh, oh the uh, you mean the animation festival? Animation festival. Oh, that one, yeah. yeah, I do mean that. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you know the thing I didn't say. <laughs> yeah. You could see it here for free, maybe. I'll see. I, it here I know. For free. I know some of the owners. Yeah. So probably get you in. <laughs> It's neat that we have this in as a family matinee because it's PG rated, but it's cool to have something that's not just a kind of fluffy kid yeah. thing, which we do have also coming up. It's pretty serious subject matter, actually. Like, I mean, and uh, apparently excellent. And a lot of people think it might be kind of the underdog for best animated film because mm-hmm. a lot of times best animated films nominees and winners are your Shreks and Kung Fu Pandas. Yeah. And so, to yeah. if one snuck in there, that was a a more serious subject and, yeah. and highly acclaimed so that would be interesting because for the most part in the past few years that's what happens every once in a while like last year the one Dan Harmon produced the stop motion grown up kind of cartoon oh. what was that one called oh god but that got nominated yeah. for the Oscars and that was the first time like an R rated cartoon got nominated at the Oscars because most mm. of the time it's kind of the Disney Disney fair it did win uh, Breadwinner won the uh, LA Critics Award for oh, yeah? Animated so I want to see it something <laughs> and it's 2D I love 2D animation I miss it yeah I and miss it. 2D video games too sometimes <laughs> that's, that's a whole other kettle of fish <laughs> that's, that's for our video game podcast yeah and then our fourth film this week is Blade Runner 2049 oh yeah have you guys seen this? Not yeah. I've seen everything, I feel like. You're, not I everything, you do it. but I have seen Blade Runner, and I really enjoyed it. I'm dying to see it. Because I, I, I don't know if I'm really a big fan of the original. I'm I think, I, I, think I appreciate the original, but like I think I appreciate it as like a an innovative special effects sci-fi kind of thing. The new one I, I like a lot better. It's yeah. interesting. It's, I mean, a rarity for a number of reasons. New one's got a richer story and characters. Yeah. And, and it, does it flesh out the original better as yes, well? Yes, yes. And it's just great to look at. Yeah. It's a different director, but with the original director still involved. Mm-hmm. It's a different star, but with the original star still involved. It's a sequel that's, God, whatever, 37 years later? <laughs> a million years. years later? Yeah. When was the first one? 1980? 82, yeah. yeah. Yeah, same year that I came out. So, <laughs> so 35 35 years later I think I remember how old I am pretty yeah. sure 35 and that it's acclaimed a lot of times something like this I don't think people hated Tron 2 but it really kind of didn't make a ton of money nah. it didn't really catch on in the public you don't see a lot of kids dressing as Trons for Halloween you know? cool soundtrack too that yeah. soundtrack was neat that, that was a good fit but anytime that happens Lee and I chatted about it a, a few podcasts ago where my challenge to him was I said, most of the time, if you see a movie that has a part two that doesn't have a part three, it's because part two fumbled. Usually things are a trilogy. Usually things like that. Yeah. And I was like, for example, Wayne's World 2. If Wayne's World 2 had made $500 million, mm-hmm. there would have been a Wayne's World 3. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare for things to just be a duo. So with Blade Runner now, it did well, but it, it wasn't humongous. No. But then the first one wasn't either. Yeah, and that's the and that's what people kept bringing it back to because I mean it was really well critically acclaimed the new one like I, it was mm-hmm. surprising and then for it to do like nobody really expected it to do insane numbers I think just due to the length. Well, it's and, a sequel to a cult film. Yeah, which exactly. Wasn't a hit in the first place, so yeah, so it wasn't as shocking that it didn't do as well. But it, it's kind of too bad because you're just like you know Denis Villeneuve is awesome and like all the people involved are cool and like you want it to do well so we get more geeky big budget fun stuff. He's jumping to something else, isn't he? Dennis Villeneuve is doing I thought he's doing some other big sci-fi project he might be doing Dune I think Dune, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. what I read yeah. another cult 80s sci-fi fantasy movie Sicario 2 is coming out and I what? I didn't know about that until yet the trailer for Sicario 2 is out I'm I, like I, I, I didn't know joke. they were doing that yeah. is it I legit? Were yeah 
or is it like a straight to VHS? <laughs> no, it's it's <laughs> it's Emily Blunt isn't in it, but it's Josh Brolin and Benicio del Toro. What man? Is Dennis Villeneuve involved? No, no, it's some other. Like it's another director. Name, yeah, I'm not French. I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> apparently, that's going to be a trilogy, and there's going to be a Sicario three. What? So. Wow. I, I thought that was a bit like people were talking about Sicario two. I was like, yeah, good one, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that was financially successful enough to um, incur. It must have I, I, done. I mean, it must have done well enough. I like, guess. I don't think the budget was too absurd. No. Pro, yeah. Interesting. That, yeah, that doesn't crazy. seem like the kind of movie that. I mean, with rare exception, I'm trying to think, but, you know, there wasn't, like, a training day, too, or, or uh, you know, there was Actually, a Godfather I, I thought there was a training day, like, a direct-to-video training day BS prequel thing. I could be totally wrong on that, because it got lost. Well, there was a training day TV show with oh, Bill, yeah, the last thing that Bill Paxton Poor Bill did. Paxton. Oh, yeah. As he, he played Denzel Washington. That's, the, oh, um, man, that's true. Oh, man. But about Blade Runner, the, 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 right. the interesting piece of trivia that I really like is that it is shot by... 13-time Oscar nominee Roger Deakins. Oh, right. He did do that. It's a... He... He's 0-13. Oh, I forgot he's <laughs> He one. should win the Oscar for that. Yeah. And, but you look at his list, and it's it's crazy, but uh, two that come to mind for me because they're very different are Skyfall and Fargo. And mm-hmm. they're both beautiful in their own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you look at his resume, look at it on IMDb, and it's nuts, but that he's 13-0 and 0 is hilarious. And I'm yeah. sure he probably has a good sense of humor about it, but... yeah. I, a lot of people think this will be his year, and that Blade Runner might sneak in as well, especially if they stick to the ten nominee thing. I think every year should be ten. The last couple of years they've done like seven or nine. Yeah, just do ten. It's better publicity. It's yeah. better for the industry. Just it's, it's funny seeing ones you know won't win too. When there's yeah. ten, you're like, okay, well you're just being nice to that movie. Whatever. Well, it may I be. think it was it was the first year, or the second year that went, they went to ten. There was some good stuff in there, but stuff that never would have been in before, like Toy Story three. Stuff like that, kind of more sci-fi type things sneak in because traditionally it'd be like you know five Merchant Ivory movies. That's yeah. that's what the Academy likes. But yeah, we might get Blade Runner sneaking in there for a Best Picture nomination as well. Because yeah, I'm going to see it on Friday, and it's and it is it's not three hours long, but it's two forty-five or something. Yeah. Like that. Does it feel like it? Did it feel long? It has kind of a slow pace to it, but I didn't find it tedious at all. It's really it's really engaging. I thought. Yeah, and yeah, and there's a lot to look at, obviously. So yeah, no, I mean, it's it's just amazing to look at. It's just such a big, beautiful. You sound like you're kind of in love with yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want. I, I want to look at it for another three hours right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to get the. I haven't seen the movie. I just saw like the trailer, but I want. I want to get Ryan Gosling's weird turtleneck trench coat. Yeah, yeah. I, I like can that. see you in that. Yeah, I'm gonna start wearing people just until someone comments on it. What are you wearing? What? You should wear that Friday for the movie. Then we yeah, can, be a hero. Ryan Gosling is Canada's sweetheart, and I am paying tribute by wearing but a weird trench coat. The Mayfair's sweetheart. Yes, <laughs> but and some people I know, no one has yet, but some people might complain that we only have it in nine o'clock time slots. But the reason is, is because it's three hours long. If we put it on at seven o'clock, that means that we'd have Lady Bird starting at ten thirty. Yeah, that's so not it's yeah. When you have a three-hour movie, you kind of get this this weird shackle when you're on one screen. Mm-hmm. We can't start playing. Last Flag Flying or Lady Bird at 10 o'clock at night. Because no one will show up. Because those, yeah. those are grown-up movies. And our beloved nerd audience, of which I am one, yeah. will go to a 9 o'clock movie. And Breadwinner is trying to get the kids or the families yeah, in, yeah. so that's not going to be on at 10 at night. So <laughs> What a disaster that would be. Yeah, so we have it a couple times at 8.45. It's 164 minutes, but very different movie. But I remember when we screened Blue is the Warmest Color. That mm-hmm. is actually three hours, if not like three hours yeah. and five minutes. 
and it flew by for me. So yeah. I, I bet if the movie's really good, you just go, oh, yeah. that was the three hours. And then vice versa. Sometimes there's a movie that's 90 minutes, and you'll peek oh, over man. at the Mayfair clock and be like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. it's been 25 minutes? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> felt like that at Star Wars uh, yesterday. It was like two and a half hours, but it didn't really... I mean, you know, I, I believe that, but it wasn't like... I wasn't bored, personally. No, There's yeah, some yeah. uproar on either side of the nerd base about it but I, I quite liked it and it's funny because usually and I've said it a few times in here I'm, I'm more and more the fan of like the 90 minute movie mm-hmm. and Lady Bird's 94 minutes and I was like yep yeah, perfect I yeah. love it in and out on rare occasion we'll get like a 70 minute movie like The Fits and I love that too I thought that was really good so I'm like yeah I like it nice and short <laughs> and if, if you're working here then you're not stuck yeah. I'm working a couple of these Blade Runner ships, I think. Yeah, at least I think one we're, of them. we're doing the 23rd together. <laughs> oh my god. We're not going to get out of here. No, like, yeah, that's... And the good thing is you could finish all your work and you still have two hours left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and the funny thing is we have two days off after that too, so it's like we're the yeah. last vestiges of... Mm-hmm. Or it might be me and Andrew that night, I can't remember. Well, Everything's a blur now, but... Well, we'll get to go and I'll, you know, I'll probably go and watch some of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be back with another podcast after Christmas. We'll probably wrap this up now because these guys got to go to work. Look online if you're listening to this right away. You can see everything we have for the next couple of weeks. And we'll kind of save and talk about the other things we have coming up then. Everyone have a good Christmas break. Happy holidays. Go visit our friends at House of Tarn across the street. They're doing a couple of holiday season events. They're, I think they're doing a Boxing Day and maybe a New Year's Eve thing. Go check their That'd website. Fun. I know they're doing a Boxing Day thing because the Boxing Day, or they're doing a free play night, I think, to try to... Is it Monday? Or no? Sunday? Monday? I don't know. I can't remember. Go look at the House of Target site. You'll find some cool things. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and... Mm Snapchat, Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. Tinder, and uh, ICQ, you know, we got we got all the top stuff. Carrier Pigeons. <laughs> Stitcher. Can, can we thing. get on Tinder but just be a picture with a Mayfair theater? <laughs> swipe yeah. right? Yeah. No, wait, left? Which, what's the good one? <laughs> swipe us the right thing. I don't even know. Come watch a late movie with Josh. Uh, see, no, no, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> no, not in that way. Lee will be back next time and... We'll just talk about Star Wars for the whole time. Because I think, <laughs> as we speak, he might be watching Star Wars again. I, he chance. saw it again last night. For I don't know how times. many. I don't know how many times. Fourth, four. At least. He's seen, he's and it's only three. been out for like four days. Yeah, I don't know how he, <laughs> he does it. It was killing him at the Christmas party because he kept wanting to talk about it. And I was like, I'm not seeing it for another two days. And he yeah. kept like showing people his phone and stuff. I was like, remember this? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> he liked it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Again, happy holidays, and uh, we'll see you soon at the Mayfair. Bye. See you later. For centuries, Americans have gathered together to celebrate the holidays, reaffirm family ties, and wish goodwill to all men. But this Christmas, Santa's got a brand new bag. Now, you got to listen to this, man, because this concerns you, all right? You have the chance to walk off with a half million dollars. Would you take it? Yeah. What do a stewardess, a gun runner, a bail bondsman, an ex-con, a federal agent, and a beach bunny have in common? You don't come in on this thing with me. You got to be prepared to go all the way. They're all chasing a half million in cash. Wouldn't even be missed. Half a million dollars will always be missed. Let him get the money and then just take it from him. She's trying to play your ass against me, huh? That was fun. Yeah, that'll be at the spot. So she and your girlfriend, that what you thought? Well, I hope you felt appropriately guilty afterwards. What's I did? Well, 
there's only one question. Man, I ain't getting in this trunk. You ain't gonna be in here no more than 10 minutes. Man, I ain't riding in no trunk for no minute. Who's playing who? Let's make a deal. Yeah, so what's she gonna give us? Are you gonna offer to set him up? Yeah. I'm gonna do something stupid. Pam Greer, Samuel L. Jackson, Robert Forster, Bridget Fonda, Michael Keaton, and Robert De Niro. Is she dead? I, I, I... Yes or no, is she dead? Pretty much. Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. AK-47, when you absolutely, positively got to kill every mother in the room, except no substitutes. Nothing gets between me and my AK. <laughs>